Good morning, Lighthouse Church. It is a pleasure and honor to be preaching this morning. My message for today is on the pursuit of godliness. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 3 to 11. I'm reading from the NLT version. It says, Some people may contradict our teaching, but these are the wholesome teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. These teachings promote a godly life. Anyone who teaches something different is arrogant and lacks understanding. <clears throat> Such a person has an unhealthy desire to quibble over the meaning of words. This stirs up arguments ending in jealousy, division, slander, evil, suspicions. These people always cause trouble. Their minds are corrupt and they have turned their backs on the truth. To them, a show of godliness is just a way to become wealthy. Yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world and we can't take anything with us when we leave. So, it, so if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. But the people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, and some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. But you, Timothy, are a man of God, so run from all these evil things. Pursue righteousness and a godly life, along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. The message that I'm preaching today will introduce you to the biblical concept of godliness as the true lifelong pursuit for all Christians. The goal of this message on the pursuit of godliness is to instruct believers in how to achieve their full potential as individuals while living lives of godliness to the fullest, seeking after God with all their hearts and striving to fill their lives with more of Him in everything they do. This message will also help you distinguish between true godliness and the worldly form of godliness that may have all the output forms of godliness but no inner power. As Christians we have been given a task as 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 8 says for physical training is of some value but godliness has value for all things holding a promise for both the present life and the life to come. As followers of Jesus as followers of Jesus, we should pursue godliness because this is his way and it is beneficial both for this life and the life to come. This means we need to clearly understand what godliness is and what it is not. It's, it is possible to have a false kind of godliness because Paul warned us in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5. I like how the New American Standard Version Bible praises it about people who hold to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power, avoid such men as these. It is important that we understand the difference between true godliness and its mere form. The Greek word for form means a shape, a silhouette, or an outline, but not full substance. When you see a person's shadow, you are seeing only their silhouette. What this means for the issue of a godliness, 
of godliness is that it is possible to look the part of a godly person without having any reality. How do you know if you are looking at the shadow instead of the real thing? Because the word of God says that false godliness has no spiritual power attached to it. It is like putting a superman outfit but not be able but not being able to fly. This form of godliness without real power is called religion. Religion gives us the impression of something related to God that is real. You can have you can look religious, you can use religious vocabulary and you can carry a bible but you will not have God's power. Many of us know what it is like to go to church for years and not be changed, to be in the presence of God and not have the power to make us more like him. This is why we need to learn to live in true godliness to experience its power. Godliness is always associated with power. So what does godliness mean? Godliness is taking God seriously. The heartbeat of the godly person is to desire to respect and reverence the things of God. This does not mean that we we be serious minded at all times. We enjoy life because we enjoy the creator of life. There is an account in the Old Testament of people who fail to make God who fail to take God seriously. God had released the ancient Hebrews from slavery in Egypt and had guided them to the promised land. They had God's protection and favor upon them in the wilderness. God provided bread and water daily for them. God's presence was constant. His working were evident. They had been given heritage of godliness. In fact, one would think that these people would be an example of godliness, but they were not. The apostle Paul wrote of these people, nevertheless God was not pleased with most of them. Their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. As 1 Corinthians 10 verse 5 says, as they journeyed from Egypt they played games with their lives and God. What happened to these people? What caused the demise? Paul again speaks of their tra tragedy and demise. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 7, it says, Do not be idolaters, as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in revelry. These people, people began to lack a reverence and awe for God. Our churches should be overflowing with godly men and women. Are they? Too often we walk down the same parts of carnality as these ancient Hebrews did. We play with what we should take seriously. We need to understand what we need to understand that godliness is a lifestyle that consistently reflects God's character. One key to true godliness is living in the light of his presence. A godly person makes it a priority to be in God's presence. A godly person is consistently evaluating things from God's perspective. Godliness requires that you agree with God in everything he says, which means that the word of God says that God is always true even if makes everyone a liar. In Romans chapter 3 verse 4.
Godliness requires a decision that God's word is true, which means that Scripture must overrule our ideas and opinions. We need to spend more time reading the Bible than watching and listening to people. The Bereans in Acts are a great example. They, were, they went back to the Scriptures to make sure the teaching was biblical. We need to understand what is ungodly. It is possible to have all the outward forms of godliness with no inner power. Which means that for people, church is a sweet place with no substance. Let me give you an illustration. Uh, the illustration is on the bakery. A lot of people like to go to the bakery because everything in, in there is sweet. Everything tastes so good. But no matter how often you go to the bakery, you will probably not be better off health-wise for being there. In fact, the more often you go, the worse off you will be because there is no nutritional value in cakes and donuts. For many people, the church is God's bakery. They want to hear a sweet song, a sweet word, and everything sprinkled with sugar, but no real spiritual substance. That is having a form of godliness while denying its power. True godliness has God's power attached to it. Religion can provide us with these outward forms while not providing any power. Which means that many religious people fall in this trap. Godliness is not an event you attend and leave unchanged. We need to realize that there are enemies of godliness. Worldliness is a mindset that leaves, that leaves God out of the equation. Taking God out of the picture is the devil's tool to combat true godliness. As 2 Timothy chapter 2.16 says, Avoid godless chatter because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. This world system is firmly under, devil, under the devil's control. As Ephesians, 2, chap Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2 says, In which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobe disobedient. The world is like an alien environment for the Christian. We need to find ways to breathe. Even though the world we live in is full of godlessness, we can live godly lives because we have all we need to thrive in an environment of godliness. As 2 Peter 1, chapter 1, verse 3 says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him, who called us by His own power and godliness. God has given us new desires and appetites, Philippians chapter 2 verse 13 says, For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. The godly person is the one who is starving for God, whose greatest hunger is for God. As I close, let me summarize what I believe God is saying to us. Once you say, I don't... Too many people are not experiencing more of God because they do not spend daily time in His presence. 
Once you say, I don't think God is right, you have judged God. If you judged God, you have become your own God and another God is an idol. You do not have to be a criminal to be worldly. All you have to do is leave God out of the equation and you just became worldly. God is calling us to pursue a life of godliness. He's not calling us to mere religious activities that just look godly, but to true godliness that actually releases the power of God through us. We pursue true godliness firstly by pursuing God himself. Through prayer, we spend time seeking his presence, submitting our hearts to his rule, and listening for his words to us. We also pursue true godliness by pursuing God's will. Through Bible reading, we spend the time reading the Bible to learn what pleases God and what displeases Him. We pursue true godliness, godliness by putting God's opinion above man's opinion. When we find that God thinks differently from us, we accept that He is right and we are wrong. As we do these things, we will find ourselves growing closer to God, becoming more like God and experiencing more of the power of God. I hope this message has encouraged you to pursue true godliness. Dear Lighthouse family, I pray that this message will bring a transformation in us so that we can have a consistently close relationship with God and pursue His godliness. God bless you.